All right. Well, last Sunday we finished chapter 21 in Genesis, and so we are going to move on to chapter 22. Um, but before we do that, does anybody remember what, where we're at in the story? What, what was going on in Genesis 21? A treaty was being made, right? A covenant between who? Abraham and Abimelech. Yep. Um, and it was over what? The, a well, right? And so we, we see this, this ties into God's covenant with Abraham. And there's, remember, there's kind of two major parts to this covenant. One is the land, and that's what we dealt with in chapter 21. And the other deals with a son, right? Um, Abraham's going to become a father, actually a father of many nations. Um, and the, the promise is being brought through whom? Through Isaac. Yeah. And that's going to be key in our, in our story today. So let's look at Genesis 22. Let's read verses 1 through 8. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took his hand, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb? For a burnt offering. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. Stop there for right now. Now this is should be a familiar story to all of you. But it's also probably one of the the deeper stories that we have in Scripture. Um, there's a lot going on that if we don't take a careful reading that we'll miss. Um, and so let's, let's take this step by step. Let's, let's look at verse 1. One of the first things we see is that God tested Abraham. When you hear that, what do you think of? 
Tribulation. Trial, tribulation. Yeah, what were you saying, Jerry? Tested his faith. Refiner's fire, sanctification. You know what it says to me is after these things God tested Abraham and it's, it appears to me Abraham's whole life has been a test in many ways. His life has been a test in a lot of ways, hasn't it? He was ordered out of his homeland as it mm-hmm. were uh, directed to leave yeah. everything familiar and then waited for so long for the mm-hmm. promised son and yeah. And he lied and got himself in trouble a number of times. I mean, it mm-hmm. hasn't been a life without tests, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like sometimes he's passing the test, sometimes he's failing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why does God test his people? Mm-hmm. Why do you think? To prove our faith and to prove himself faithful. Prove our faith to prove himself faithful. Mm-hmm. Strengthens faith. Bring us closer to him. I mean, does God already know Abraham's heart? Yes. Yeah. And so is this test for God's purpose? Like when we give tests, like if, if you're a teacher, you give a test, right? And and the reason you give a test is so you can determine whether that student knows the material, right? When God gives a test, it's not like that, is it? God already knows whether you know the material or not. Um, and so who's the test for then? It's for us, right? I, I remember early on in my Christian walk, I, I remember, I think someone told me, or I figured it out, that... Testing does do that. It proves what you've learned or have not learned. Mm-hmm. And that as a Christian, um, I'm expected to know certain things. Like Paul said, we drink milk for a while and then you can start eating meat. Yeah. And so for me it was, if I can't pass second grade, I won't make it to third or fourth. So he, he or the Lord would often bring back the same trials and the same tests because I had not passed them the first time. And it all boiled down to where was my faith? Yeah. Was I relying on myself or was I relying on what I had learned of him? Yeah. So each test gave me strength and insight into Maturity. Yeah. 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 Tests do that, don't they? I think it also helps other people see, like, how we respond and just see God's work in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Although what's interesting here, I, I have to imagine that if other people knew how God was testing Abraham in this way, how would they have reacted? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bobby? The thought of, like, you know, the, the 
Yeah, So the testing is for our own benefit, um, and, and God does this here for Abraham's benefit, um, even though he might not see it at the time. Um, Would it be for Isaac as well? It was probably for Isaac as well. I mean, I, I have to imagine he was not liking this, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's an understatement. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and and we'll get to that. Um, in, in verse 2, God is saying something to Abraham. He says, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. And so, how is God defining Isaac to Abraham as an idol, as an idol. Mm-hmm. but I think that there's like ties like what Bonnie said tying it into this story that that testing can point out our need for Christ mm-hmm. this testing of Abraham points out our need for God to provide a sacrifice and like he asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son whom he loved. Mm-hmm. That just God get God sacrificed his only son whom he loved. That's yeah. just Yeah. It just points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. The big cherished thing Yeah, let's let's talk about this. Was Isaac his only son? No, but he was the child of promise, though. He was the child of promise. And what did we learn earlier in in Genesis? What happened to Ishmael? He was cast out. He was cast out, right? And, and so this is tying back to what we what we saw earlier 
when Isaac was being weaned and uh, Ishmael was laughing and Sarah said, cast out, cast him out. Um, and God said, listen to your wife. Um, and so we, we see, in one sense, no, Isaac's not his only son. And yet, in another sense, he is, because Ishmael has been cast out. He is no longer a part of the inheritance. The inheritance will pass through Isaac. The blessing is going to pass through Isaac. And, and so this is what we see going on, and God is illustrating this to Abraham. You know, this is the promised child that I told you would come. This is the one whom you didn't believe when I told you you laughed. And so we named him Laughter. We named him He Laughs, right? Um, and now take him and offer him up as a sacrifice. Think about all this. Think about all that's going on and what had to be going through Abraham's mind. Yeah. Through this young man, the whole world, in essence, is going to be blessed. Yeah. And this right here is a, yes, Isaac is the blessing, but God is the one who gave the blessing. Mm-hmm. So don't make Isaac the idol. Even though the blessings are going to be coming through him, remember how they came. Yeah, 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 and, and this is this is really kind of one. You know, when you think about the things in this world that we love the most, and what what are the things that we love the most? Family, children, right? Let's hope, yeah. Let's hope, yeah. Um, I mean, that's not true for everybody. Uh, but, you know, for most, I would say, decent, God-fearing people, they have a strong love for family. And yet, that cannot become an idol in our life. Someone just asked me what my greatest treasure they were looking at some of the work I do and asked me what my greatest treasure is. Mm-hmm. And of course the answer is my earthly treasures are my children and grandchildren. But the real answer is I have no other tre- treasure really than Christ that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is what's going on here. It's a testing of who, who do you love most? Abraham, Mm -hmm. who do you love the most? And and this is what's going on here. And and so he says, you know, this is your only son Isaac, whom you love. And take him to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. This land of Moriah, where is the land of Moriah? Anybody know? 
Jerusalem. Yeah. And this hill, where is the hill? Well, there's dispute over which hill it is. Um, we don't know exactly. Uh, some people think it is um, where the temple was built. Uh, some people think it is where the, the place of the skull where Christ was crucified. Um, we... Uh, have some clue. Second Chronicles chapter three, verse one. Give me a minute. Let me turn there. It says, Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to David, his father, his father at the place that David had appointed on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Um, and so we, we have this verse talking about the Mount in Moriah where the, the temple was built. Now it doesn't specifically say that that was the same mountain that Abraham tried to act, uh, offer Isaac as a sacrifice. Um, it could have been. It could have been the place of the skull as well. But it's definitely Jerusalem that we're talking about. Um, yeah. There's significance to this place, right? <laughs> um yeah. Especially if it's a skull, Golgotha. If it's Golgotha, yeah. Um, but even if it's where the temple was built, um, there's significance there as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know in the back of my mind, I want to believe that it's Golgotha, yeah, sure. um, but I can't prove it. So <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we may found, find out one day. Um, you may flame and flame me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, does, does this go against God's command to not murder? What do you guys think? Does it go against his command of what? To not murder. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's going on? Why would God... And don't sacrifice your children. Don't sacrifice your children, right? Yeah. I mean, God talks about how the wickedness of the people around them, uh, when Israel's coming into the land, and how they would sacrifice their children to these false gods. And now God's telling Abraham, sacrifice your child. Yes, but there's other ways to test. What 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 is going on here? How how could God even give this command? He's the creator of the command, so he's mm -hmm. judge and jury. He's a judge and jury. He can do whatever he wants because he's God. He can do whatever he wants because he's God. What were you gonna say, Jerry? 
He knows the end. It's not against his promises. Sacrifice is different than. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were saying? Oh, sacrifice is different than murder. Sacrifice is different than murder. What were you going to say, Bonnie? God sacrificed his son. God sacrificed his son. And so sanctification is being Christ like. So mm-hmm. he was testing Abraham to see if he could sacrifice his son. Yeah. Plus, the creator would, the creature would follow the creator. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the key we're going to find out is that in, in Abraham's heart, he knew that there was a promise. That through this young man, there was going to be lineage. Mm-hmm. There was coming something out of this young man. That God had promised. Yeah. And so therefore, if that were to be the case, this young man was going to have to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. I, I think what's I think what's going on here though is when God commands us not to murder, he does so in 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 the manner that we're fallible human beings we are not we are creatures we are not the creator um, we do not establish law he establishes law um, and, and so in a sense there's also parts of God's law where he does Command us to kill. Mm-hmm. Does he not? Mm-hmm. He did the for sure. Yeah. There's certain judgments, punishments um, that require death if, if people committed those crimes. Um, they, they were supposed to be completely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and, and the, when Israel invaded, um, the promised land. When they took the promised land, God commanded them to wipe out all the peoples. Um, and, and so, it is wrong for us to murder. It is not necessarily wrong for us to kill. Does that make sense? Um, what's that? There's intention, yeah, um, but there's also motive, yeah. Yeah. There's an exception to someone breaking your home at dark. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. And so they, God also created cities of refuge, right? Yeah. So if you, you murdered someone or killed someone, not necessarily murdered someone, but killed someone in self-defense, and you could flee to these cities of refuge and so you could have a fair trial before a family member would seek revenge. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, Bobby, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was 
So the cross-reference here is Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. Uh, it says, by faith that Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He received the promises that he was offering his one and only son, the one to whom it had been said, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. He considered God to be able to even to raise someone from the dead. Therefore, he received him back figuratively speaking. So the yeah. idea that he was willing to kill him, knowing or believing that Yeah, and, and we'll get to that. Um, you're jumping the gun a little bit. Um, but I, I want us to kind of come to this idea. Sometimes we, we have this notion of how God should be that isn't right. Um, and so God is, is just when he is saying to Abraham, offer up your son as a sacrifice even though he's commanding Israel later, don't sacrifice your children. Do not commit murder. Um, this is a command coming from God himself, uh, and it is a command uh, with God knowing full well the hearts of Abraham, the hearts of Isaac. Uh, and if God, honestly, if he wanted any of, any of us dead today, he could do so, and he would be justified. Um, because we're all deserving of death because of our sin. Isaac was deserving of death because of his sin. Um, and so there's nothing wrong in, with what God commanded Abraham. And so I, I, I want you guys to realize that. Um, but, and so but it can be a challenge because a lot of people, they'll get to a passage like this and like, how could God do this? And then they get to the end, oh, well, God knew that it wouldn't happen. Well, no, that's not, that's not the case. It's not because God knew that it wouldn't happen. God is justified in doing this because he is God. He also established capital punishment. He established capital punishment, yes. For various crimes. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple other incidents where uh, God commanded Isaiah to lay siege against Jerusalem and hook over dung and mm -hmm. uh, something that was unclean. Yeah. Or, or take a wipe of harlotries. Yeah, yeah. God can do that. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so a lot of times we, when when God gives us commands, these commands are for us. Um, they aren't necessarily for him because he is set apart from us. God is holy. We are not. We, we are sinful people. Um, and, and so there, when God gives a command to take a life, it is justified. Does that make sense to you guys? As long as it's God doing the command. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, go ahead. Just to make sure it's because God is God, um, as opposed to, say, a false god like Baal or something like that, who might also say, you know, murder somebody. But mm -hmm. because God is the true God, that's why when he says something, it's... I, I'm just trying to... Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's the one true God, but yeah. Baal is not a true God. Right. Um, yeah, and so... He is the creator of all things. Um, 
and he is holy in all his doings. Um, and so if he does give a command, it is a holy command. Um, yeah. And, and there are justified reasons why God would give a command to kill someone if he does so. Um, and so this is, this is a challenge when we get to this passage because we, we, we try to import our own sense of justice upon God that we cannot do. Um, anyways, we are way, way over time. Um, so I'm going to pray, and we'll pick it up next week. Um, there's a lot to go through. So, All right. God, we do thank you for this day. Thank you just for your word and uh, what we can learn from it. And uh, we just pray as we go through this passage, Lord, that you would uh, teach us uh, and that you would demonstrate to us exactly who you are and how good you are to us. Uh, and we'll see that in this passage. And so we thank you for that. Uh, be with us the rest of this morning as we continue to worship you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.